this is our purpose. To pursue the calling of Jesus to the ends of the earth. Will you answer that call? The call to wander? The call to search? The call to walk? The field? Church, today it's an honor for me to introduce to you someone that um, I've gotten to know over the last uh, little while, not too long, but we've gotten to know each other a little bit. But we are not uh, strangers to Compassion Canada as a church. We've had them here many times, and I know many of you sponsor a child through Compassion Canada. Um, my wife and I, we had the incredible honor a number of years back, quite a few years back, to go and personally visit two of our children and I'm telling you, it's something else to go into the field where these, where these kids are and where the, where the churches are and how they're working together. And so at this time, church, I would ask that you would int- uh, welcome John Atkinson from Compassion Canada. Come on up here, John. God bless you. This is how we make our guest speakers nervous. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Can you hear me now? Okay. Awesome. <clears throat> yeah, it is so fantastic just to be here today. <clears throat> Sorry. I'm coming off of a bit of like vocal cord damage. I was in Australia. It's a long story. You can chat to me afterwards. But um, I am just so privileged to be here with you all um, this morning. And like Pastor Ike mentioned, um, I'm here with Compassion. And I just absolutely love just the series um, that you're in called The Field. And I think it's such an amazing and integral part of any life of the church to really highlight and focus the, the work that God's doing, not just here locally in this space, but also in the community and also across borders internationally. And so if you were here last week, um, you would have heard from your previous partner as well, or your current partner as well, uh, UCB Canada, which is focusing on um, just putting good news over the radio. And like we need so much more of these kind of organizations who are just knocking it out of the park, doing what they're good at, skilled at, and just making an influence and impact for Jesus in the community. And so I really encourage you, if you haven't watched that message, like go on YouTube. Like I love the technology these days that you can go back and jump on YouTube and watch that message and the previous messages all part of um, this sermon series. And um, hey, this is my plug as well. If you are tuning in online, it's so great that you are joining us here. I'm going to say this morning, but you could be like in the evening. You could be like driving to work or at lunch break, wherever you are at the moment. Um, We just want to say a massive welcome to you as well. We're so excited that you are joining us. And just like Pastor Ike mentioned, um, today I am representing Compassion and Compassion Canada specifically in our mission to release children from poverty in Jesus' name. And this is such um, an important responsibility and something that I don't take lightly, um, that I get the opportunity to speak today a little bit about the work of Compassion and poverty all around the world. Now, I don't need to stand here and tell you that poverty is an issue. Poverty is something that is still happening till this day all around the world, and actually even here locally as well. Um, but I don't need to like, stand here and kind of like, tell you that. Like, I feel like that's something that we all um, kind of know, and it's on the back of our minds here and there. But um, the thing that I kind of want to do and, and bring forward is that we're actually entering, and we're actually currently in a place right now what, um, what's... Uh, very specific kind of researchers and experts are calling the global food crisis. 
And this is, really, this is a really unique time um, in my life specifically, um, but I know for a lot of us in our times, with what's, what's been happening in these past two years, what's been happening in the Ukraine, um, has all been leading to what, yeah, what experts are calling the global food crisis. You know, I was living in Australia um, at a time when COVID first hit um, the world and, and hit every single one of us. And I don't know if you were on the news or this also happened here, but I remember a time where like toilet paper was like impossible to come across. Like there was like nothing on the shelves. Like it was so hard to come across like toilet paper of all things. And I don't know if I should like laugh about this or like cry about this, but like the reality was that there were like items missing from the shelves that in a time would be super easily and readily available to come across. Now, it's not that too, too far a stretch of an imagination to imagine, okay, that was quite remedied quickly here in a place like Canada or Australia, but what might that look like in a country that isn't as developed? What might that look like in a country where food insecurity was already a thing? And so my, my kind of lens of speaking to you here today through the global food crisis is that there are people around the world where the bounce back wasn't quite as quick. The bounce back to having food readily available to be put on your table wasn't quite as quick and nice and it didn't take just a couple of months to get over that. In fact, experts are saying that um, this is the first time in 25 years that poverty is actually growing across the world. The first time in 25 years that poverty is actually becoming more and more of an issue around the world. In a matter of months, decades and decades of work is slowly being undone. And so that's why the heart of my message here today is from Paul's words specifically to the Galatians. And it says this, all they asked was that we could continue to remember the poor, the very thing I'd been eager to do all along. My encouragement and kind of the forefront of my message here today is I just want to take an opportunity. I want us to take a moment here, just like the next 20 to 30 minutes, just to really think about the poor and think about what our responsibility as a follower of Jesus might be in a situation like this. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much, Lord, for just the opportunity to speak here today at Deer Run. I'm just so thankful for the partnership that Deer Run has with Compassion and just the, the forefront they have already with partnering with missional organizations, both here locally and all around the world, to just make disciples of all nations. Lord, I thank you for the chance. I just pray, Holy Spirit, right now that my words will fall to the ground, but God, that your words will resonate on people's hearts and lead to life change. So we thank you. We give you all the praise and all the honor. Amen. As I mentioned, I used to live in Australia, and so I actually recently moved back to Canada um, around this time last year, actually. It's been almost exactly um, one year since I've moved back to Canada. I am Canadian, I'm born and bred north of, the, north of Toronto is where I'm from, and I, um, I moved there initially because I have um, a bit of a background in marketing. I studied that at the University of Guelph, and I traveled to Australia for what I thought at the time was going to be a one-year internship in a marketing agency, just doing some marketing work in the west coast of Australia. If anybody's familiar, it's in a town called Perth. And um, I spent uh, a year there just absolutely loving my time. And I say I was only meant to be there for a year because um, within like the first few months, I got connected and plugged into a local church. And I absolutely fell with, in love with the local church in a brand new way. And I actually got hired by that local church and eventually became the young adults pastor and a service programming um, pastor, which basically means I helped to plan Sunday services. And so I, I love the local church. I love the expression, the voice, um, just the, the body of Christ being expressed in this way. And I actually had the privilege and really God um, really blessed me with some really interesting experiences in Australia because the church that I was a part of 
within the first couple of years of me joining there on staff, grew by 500%. So it became a, a church of over 1,000 within two years. And that's for a few different reasons, and I'm not claiming any of that on, on me. That's definitely um, glory to God. Um, we move locations and buildings. But like, I, was, I had the privilege and the, and the opportunity to be part of a really tangible expression of God's movement in his hand um, in, in the local church um, in Perth. And while I was in Perth, I had the privilege of going to a missions trip. And so probably like many of you may have done um, internationally, I had the chance to go to Thailand. And in Thailand, we had a partnership with an organization that was called uh, Buala Land Services. And basically, in short, what they did was that they went into various communities that were affected by leprosy. And so there was a Christian doctor there who um, was basically hired by the government of Thailand, which is like unheard of, to uh, go around into the different communities that were really affected by leprosy. And she said, I'll do it if I can plant a church in each of those communities. And so that's what she did, and she planted all these um, different churches. And so part of my missions trip that I, that I went on was to visit one of these communities. And I was just kind of chatting with um, the person that was leading the, that specific trip um, that, that, uh, that year. I'll just name her Jane for the sake of this story. And I was just chatting to Jane, um, literally like on a tuk-tuk, like literally just like chatting, and we're like, I don't even know where we're going. And then all of a sudden, she mentioned to me, she's like, oh, um, by the way, have you heard of Compassion? Like, I was actually a sponsored child. And for me in that moment, my mind kind of just like exploded. I was like, wait, like, you're, you were a Compassion child? Like, I knew theoretically the work of compassion, and I knew like on paper, and I've seen videos, and I, and I kind of knew that compassion was doing good things and, and was doing great work, but when I met Jane, I, and I was able to speak to her directly, my, my impression of compassion just completely shattered, and my, my perspective of the work that they're actually doing all around the world like actually connected for me in that moment. You know, a few years later, when I first um, took on this role here at Compassion, I've only been <laughs> in this role since June, which is why Pastor Ike mentioned we've had a short relationship, but it's been it's been a fruitful relationship. And and I I like I think it was in like uh, maybe yeah around June that I messaged Jane. And I was like, uh, we're friends on Facebook, and I was just like, hey, like um, I would love to hear like your experience of Compassion, and like I'd love to hear like. What, like, what happened when you joined that program? I'd love to just kind of dig a little deeper into that space. And she let me quote her, and she said this. When I was young, my childhood family life was very difficult. But when I know compassion, many things change. I have a good chance to study and travel with compassion projects. But the most important thing for me is that I know Jesus Christ is my Savior and make me desire to follow and serve him my whole life. You know, for me, this sums up compassion like way better than I ever could. Like this, this quote and her experience is far more than I could ever really do to fully explain to you the impact of compassion. But what I'm going to try to do today is to unpack why, why her experience was so good and, and some of the things that maybe compassion does to really put the focus and, and, and the energy to really releasing children from poverty in Jesus' name. So why does compassion work? Well, for, first of all, I believe that compassion works because we are Christ-centered, we are child-focused, and we are church-driven. We are Christ-centered, child-focused, and church-driven. You know, Christ-centered because every child in the program has the opportunity to hear the gospel, they're given a Bible, they're literally connected to a local church in the community that they're in, and really everything that we do is super connected to, um, to the gospel of Jesus and what Jesus has commanded us to do. 
like I mentioned, I have a bit of a, a marketing background and a marketing degree. I'm a bit of a marketing nerd, like self-proclaimed. And I remember doing some research about compassion before I took on this job. And um, compassion was actually offered and, and approached by a marketing agency. And they said, hey, compassion, like, you're doing great stuff. But, like, hey, if you took off, like, that, that name Jesus in your slogan, like, if you just said releasing children from poverty, like, do you know that you'd actually get probably more sponsorships? And what I love about compassion is that their integrity to keep Jesus at the center and at the focus of everything that they do. They said, no, we, like, Jesus is crucial and essential to what we do as, as an organization. We can't remove Jesus from the equation. You know, we are motivated by the Great Commission, which I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with in Matthew 28, which is to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. You know, every child in the program, like I said, has the opportunity to hear the gospel and to be discipled in a vibrant local church and thriving community. I believe that we are child-focused, which is my next point, because um, we believe that when children thrive, when we, we believe that when children are placed in a, in, a, in a way where they can thrive in the space that they are, they actually have the ability to change the community they're in as well, just like Jane did. You know, my story, the story of my friend Jane, she went in turn and then decided to make a difference in her own country, in her own unique way. She doesn't work for Compassion, like this wasn't a, a Compassion's mission trip, but she decided that she wanted to make a difference in her community. And so that's really the ethos and the belief of, of what we say when we say it's child-focused, uh, child is that we really focus on the individual child because we believe that a, chi a changed child changes a community. You know, I love this quote that's on the screen behind me, and it's by a guy by the name of D.L. Moody, who maybe uh, many of you are familiar with. He's a very famous uh, e evangelist, and he was in uh, the American context and really kind of initiated a lot of what we now are actually familiar with in terms of evangelism um, around the world. And he says this. He said, if I could relive my life, I would devote my entire ministry to reaching children for God. If he could relive his entire life, all these accolades, all these amazing things that he did, like he, he did so much for the church. He, did, he, he was a, such a, a person of, uh, that created so many milestones for the local church, but he said, if I could do it all over again, I actually wouldn't do it the same way. Now, can you imagine that? Like, can you imagine someone who has so much experience, so much impact for the kingdom to say personally, actually, I'd focus on kids next time. And this just shows just the impact of what is a changed child changes a community. And I believe that um, that's kind of what D.L. Uh, Moody is saying in this exact space. And I am excited and proud to tell you here today that because of this holistic child development, of when we really focus on the child, the body, mind, spirit, that when we focus on, on, on children, that is actually making a huge difference. We're actually currently partnered with over 2 million children all around the world in 27 different countries. And so we are so, so, so ridiculously focused on the child because we know that that is the, the, what could actually truly make the biggest difference in the long term. The third thing I want to share about is church-driven. This means that everything that we do is actually initiated and then we empower, and it's actually followed through by the local church. You know, this sounds like a little bit strange potentially, but it's actually, it's not Compassion Canada staff. It's, it's not me going into the field and saying, hey, um, you know, in Bolivia here, I think you might need this. It's actually the local community, the local church who are saying, hey, these are our needs. Like, 
can you help to support us in this way? It's completely 100% church-driven. And then we come around as compassion and say, yeah, like this is a great project. How can we support you? And we partner with the local church there and the local pastors and the local leaders to, um, to make that work possible. You know, I love this verse in Matthew 16 where Jesus is talking to Peter and says, I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. You know, through the church, which really means through imperfect people like you and like me and like, like Peter in this case, that God is building and Jesus chooses us to build his church on people like you and like me. And the thing is that when we do so and when the church is the driving force, it even says in this verse that nothing can stop us. Nothing can get in our way from doing God's work. And so my, tr- my belief here today is that Compassion chooses to use the local church because of verses like this one, because of the teaching of Jesus like this one, because it actually works and there's nothing that can overcome when we come together. So does it work? Well, in my opinion, and by God's grace, it definitely does work. And there's some statistics on the, on the screen behind me. And it's just really, I just love seeing numbers. I'm a, I'm a numbers guy. Like, I like to see, like, the details. Like, I like to see the spreadsheets. And it's amazing to see some of the impact that is actually happening through Compassion. Children who are sponsored are 27 to 40% more likely to finish secondary education. They are 35% more likely to have a white-collared employee employment as adults, and they're 40 to 70% more likely to become church leaders. It's truly amazing to see how the power of Jesus is working through the children's lives. And for those who maybe are a bit more financially forward or who are really interested in the financial stewardship of compassion, um, I'm also happy to let you know that we are super intentional and we try to be the best stewards as possible of the finances that um, we receive and, and, and those donations and those gifts that we receive. Our goal is, is to be above 80%, but actually this is the most recent stat, that 84 point, uh, is it 9% or 1%? 84.9% of funds goes directly um, to program activities benefiting the children that we serve. And the only 15.1 is used to fundraising and administrative expenses. All this to say is that Compassion is super intentional, very mindful, and just an organization that, that's main focus is to release children from poverty in Jesus' name. Not to, not to temporarily relieve children from poverty, not to just give them one meal and leave, but to completely release children from poverty in the name of Jesus. So you might be sitting here listening to me this morning and asking yourself, okay, this is all great. But, like, what can I do? Like, what, like what, is, what, is, what is possible for me to do to help someone like these children that you're talking about all around the world? And I'm going to kind of go through a couple options um, here today and a couple uh, things that I kind of want to bring forward to your attention. And I would love for you just to think about it and pray about it as you're in your seats here today and just really ask God how the best way for you in your season in your life is to respond um, to the call here this morning. Now, I know many of you here today are already sponsoring children, and I just want to say a massive thank you because this is honestly kind of the bread and butter of what we do here um, at Compassion. We really focus on child sponsorship, and we um, this is kind of the main kind of thing that we're actually known for as Compassion, and I know a lot of you in this room are actually already sponsoring, like, multiple children even, like two, three, four children, and so can I just say, like, a massive, massive thank you for that. Um, I guess the... The reason why I put this first is probably to speak to those people who maybe aren't as familiar with compassion, or maybe this is your first time 
um, joining in a compassion service and um, you're kind of learning about this for the first time, or maybe you're here today and you're saying, actually, I have the ability to maybe take on a child more, or maybe you're now in a different life stage. Maybe you're a young adult and you have, um, you have a job now and you're able to kind of put some finances aside. I was in my mid-20s when I first sponsored my own child, um, which was like last year. Um, <laughs> and um, so like whatever your life stage is, I, I think there's an opportunity to maybe think about sponsoring a child. This is an actual child that is available um, on the booth um, today. His name is, is Magda, and he is from um, Bangladesh. Um, again, child sponsorship is such, a, is such a crucial part of what we do because what it does is it connects, a person connects you to a specific child um, going through the program in Compassion. And so um, for $47 a month, which is literally, like I did the math, like less than two Starbucks a week, it's like the ability to change someone's life for the better. It's the, it's the ability to partner with a local church. It's the ability to partner with the Great Commission to make disciples of all nations. And all you have to do is pick up a child and, and go through the process. And so um, what I love about these forums is that you'll get to know a little bit about the family um, on the back side of each of those profiles. So if you wanted to know if, if you wanted to connect with a child who plays basketball, for example, um, you're welcome to kind of have a look and see um, if there are any children that kind of fit that. But again, um, that is my first call to action here today. And if you would like to sponsor a child, please see one of our amazing volunteers um, out in the foyer um, at the Compassion booth. You probably would have noticed them um, as you came in. Um, and kind of my my heart for this is to do um, for one person what you wish you could do for many. You know, oftentimes we see poverty as this kind of overwhelming thing, this overwhelming, like, how do I even help? And I love the idea of doing something for one person, which obviously we wish we could do for everyone, but doing something for that one. Um, the next thing that I want to kind of introduce you to is something called virtual connections. And this is for the people who already have um, a sponsored child. And maybe you're here today and you're like, you know what, I, I, I'm not in the place to sponsor a child. And, you know, I already have maybe four children sponsored. And, you know, it's just not, it's just not for me. Um, can I encourage you to think about and consider something called virtual connections? And um, there's actually a few of the volunteers who have done virtual connections. So you're welcome to go chat with them and, and learn from their experiences. But Basically, a virtual connection is like a, a one-hour Zoom call with your child. And so obviously, borders have been closed, and um, it's not really possible to fly and to see uh, the field as readily, especially through COVID. And so we introduced this virtual connections where literally you jump on a Zoom call, and you get to meet your child on the other side of, of the camera. And um, oftentimes, there'll be family members or the local pastor or the project leader. And you get to really kind of have a chat um, with your child and learn the real day-to-day -day life. Um, There'll be a translator if that's necessary for that moment. And um, I just really encourage you to um, really go that one step deeper from letter writing, which, again, is super important, but this is a, a chance to get some face time um, with your sponsored child. And so the way to sign up for that um, is out in the foyer. There is a cost associated with that. And the reason for that is because we actually give a surprise food pack to uh, the family, and um, they're able to kind of um, enjoy that as a bit of a surprise as part of the virtual connection. So again, feel free to go and chat with us um, straight after the service. <clears throat> the third way that I kind of want to introduce to you to engage with compassion is something that we're called gifts of 
compassion. And this is actually not launched like officially, officially today. I got like special permission to talk to you about it today. It actually launches in two days on November 1st. Um, but Gifts of Compassion is kind of our annual um, campaign um, that we do around Christmas time um, towards responding to the global, the global need. And like I mentioned, the global food crisis is such a, um, a, a thing right now where so many people around the world are without. And so this is um, our response um, to the global food crisis. And we've kind of picked a few specific areas that are in dire need. Um, one of them being Guatemala, and that's kind of my focus um, for us here today, is to focus on Guatemala. If it is in your um, capability um, to be able to give a gift, a financial donation towards um, this gift of compassion, um, it will really make a difference. And there's information here, but basically you'll provide um, a family with essentials like rice, oils, beans, flour, corn, and more. And so, um, yeah, feel free to go chat to us straight after the gathering um, if that's something um, that is on your heart for today. And the last thing I want to introduce to you um, is uh, volunteering with compassion. And you can imagine that um, part of our aim is to, to really um, make that 85-15 percentage like, as small as possible. Like, we want to raise that 85% as possible. So a lot, a lot of what we do um, here at Compassion is actually volunteer-based. We have a lot of volunteers um, who help us to run what we do. And so even today, we have a lot of volunteers who are going to be available to speak to you uh, straight after the gathering. And yes, they are, they are volunteers. And so um, if you're here today and you're like, hey, I maybe don't have the ability to give financially, maybe I don't have the ability to sponsor another child, um, can I encourage you that volunteering your time is, is an option? It's something that we all for most part, have. And again, it doesn't need to be a Sunday. Um, we often have midweek events as well. And so if you're in a place where you're like, hey, like, I want to just dig deeper in a space of giving my time to this organization, um, volunteering is a fantastic way um, to do so. So again, um, a few volunteering options for us at Compassion um, are there on the screen behind me. Um, volunteering at events, which is kind of what I mentioned. And the second thing that we have and need volunteers for is um, writing as a correspondent. So what that means is that there are some people who maybe are in a stage of life where they can't personally write letters um, to their child, or maybe we have some donors who sponsor like 20 children all at once, and they can't write to like all 20 of them. So we have a position and we have a volunteer role where we have people who can write letters to people who don't have the ability to write to their child. And so if you have like the spiritual gift of encouragement, um, we would just love for you to, to sign up as a volunteer, as a correspondent, and to really bless children um, with receiving letters. You know, if you jump on a virtual connection or if you ever go to the field, actually the letter writing is one of the most important, I'll say if not the most important thing in the eyes of the child. You know, if you ever visit them, they have like the stacks and stacks of letters and they keep these letters because it's so, so valuable to them. And it maybe seem like a really small thing from our end, but to know that you are loved, to know that you are seen, to know that there is someone across the world who loves you unconditionally, and to know that there's a heavenly father who loves you in that same way, like that is what's actually life-changing. And those are, the, those are the moments where people begin to make those connections and realize that God is a God that loves them. And so I really encourage you to sign up um, to that as well. And lastly, um, it would to be partnering with us in prayer. We can absolutely always um, use prayer in our ministry. You know, there's so many opportunities that are coming up um, all around the world. Um, and we're having, a, like, there's, I think, three new countries that we're kind of hoping and praying and in the process of starting to enter into. And so we would just love prayer um, to just surround us 
um, in, in this ministry. So if you are in a place where any of these options um, kind of appeal to you or you have space to kind of jump into that, I would love to ch- uh, for you to chat to um, one of my teammates, Sharon. Um, she's at the back there in the middle. You can give a quick wave. Hi, Sharon. <laughs> um, so you can feel free to go and chat with her, and she'll answer any questions that you have and get you connected um, to, the next, um, to the next step with the world of volunteering. So I know this is like a lot of information to kind of throw onto you on a Sunday morning, and you might be feeling like a little bit like, okay, like that's a lot. Um, but I kind of just want to end um, my talk today with a short uh, video. And this video is um, just a story. It's a story of a young man. His name is Eric. And he, um, he is actually living in Canada at the moment, um, but he was a sponsored child. And he, uh, we got to sit down with Eric and chat a little bit about his experience with compassion. And it kind of ties in a little bit with my friend Jane and a little bit of her experience. But sometimes videos are, are a little bit more impactful. So I'd love to just hand it over to Eric, and he's going to share us a little bit about his experience with compassion. How magical that moment was when I knew that I have a sponsor now. It changed everything, literally. My name is Eric. I'm born in a family of eight children, four boys, four girls. My father died when I was eight years. And the time my father died, it changed the whole story. The relatives from his ancestral home came and took away all the wealth. At the time, we were barely left with nothing. Life was never the same at that point. It meant uh, not having access to better health, not having access to good education. We so much wanted to be at school, but we never had an opportunity. That was all gone. An uncle who worked with Compassion, as a volunteer, he got in contact with my elder sister. Uh, They worked alongside with my mom to have us registered in a Compassion program. There was this big ray of hope, Compassion coming in. When I knew that I have a sponsor now, this was another highlight to me. Like, uh, getting a sponsor, it changed everything, literally. I'm worth, I have a life, I'm loved. I'd just finished university. She came and surprised me. Is there anyone who would desire to come and like take care of you? Is there anyone who would be thinking about you? From the other end of the world, you receive news that someone is coming in. Actually, Eric, we have a message from Dorothy and we'd love to share it today. Hi, Eric. It is so good to be able to send you a message today. I had no idea the impact my sponsorship would have, and it's just been amazing to see how far you've come since I first started sponsoring you when you were eight. I am so proud of you, and I'm definitely going to train for life. Keep in touch. I just see a person who changed the world. 
Oh, so a desert and believed that there is water. It can turn into a big tree. It can turn into a forest. Sponsoring a child with compassion is giving an opportunity to live. It's more than just picking a name. It's more than just sending the little money, writing letters. It's more of giving a life and making that life worth living and very meaningful. I actually had the privilege of meeting Eric, and that kind of was like one of the most overwhelming experiences for me personally in my time, my short time at Compassion. Uh, we had a staff gathering um, about two months ago, and all the staff were kind of just doing a session, and then they, all of a sudden they invited Eric and a few other, alum, we call them alumni, um, into the room, and everyone just like got on their feet and applauded. And yeah, it's just amazing to see the stories of, of people like Eric who have gone through the program and to see the hope that they have um, even when they're just first sponsored and when they're first recognized as um, someone else around the world providing that hope and that love of Jesus to them in a really tangible way. I was speaking to um, Sylvie, who's one of the volunteers, and I, I hope this is okay that I share this, Sylvie. <laughs> I didn't ask you. Um, but <laughs> she was in a um, virtual connections um, uh, Zoom call with her child, and and she said that the child had held on to the very first um, photo of his sponsorship, like him kind of just standing there. And he said that that was the moment like, that he knew that his life would change. He knew that the, there was hope coming because that photo, that moment, was a representation of hope coming in the future. And so, like, I look at all the, like, we brought 40 kids um, here today, and, like, th that's 40 different stories of, of this possible um, ray of hope that we can provide um, for children. And so, again, that's not necessarily where you're at in terms of sponsoring, and, and maybe you already are sponsoring, and that's why I want to say a massive thank you um, to you here today. Uh, but know that anything you do, whether it's volunteering or writing to a, a child or um, doing a virtual connection or just giving financially, like, it truly, truly, truly is making a difference. And I want to end our time here today um, with just um, this verse um, from Matthew 25, and I'll just read it. It says, um, for I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did, you see, when, sorry, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you, a stranger invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go, to a and go to visit you? And the king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. And that's my encouragement as I leave us today, is that whatever you do for the least of these, for those who are in need all around the world, you're actually doing it for Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much, Lord, that even in this space, even in this moment right now, that you are working in people's hearts. God, that you are speaking to every single one of us individually and that you are speaking to us in our very situation. So, Lord God, we just pray over every single child who is on the table, every single volunteer opportunity that is on uh, availability, every single gift of compassion and virtual connection that will happen. Lord, we just give you the glory, we give you the praise, and we just thank you, Lord, for the work um, that compassion is doing to release children from poverty in your name.
And everyone say it together with me. Amen. Um, for those of you that are watching online, uh, you will notice if you go in the description, there is a link there for um, a, sponsor, a child that you can sponsor. And so for those of you that are watching online now, or maybe you're watching the sermon later, um, in the description there is the link. For those of you that are here, um, thank you very much for being here today. And I know that foyer gets a little bit crowded. And so, you know, make your way up, grab something from the cafe, wait for the crowd to die down a little bit. And then just take a moment as a couple, as a family, to pray about whether or not this is something that God is leading you to do. And if you have any questions, please connect with the people at the back. Thank you very much for being here. God bless you.